Hello, everyone. Thanks for joining us again today. We are so excited about today's lessons. We're going to begin a brand new series entitled Living in the Fullness of the Blessing. It's going to be exciting, and I trust, praise God, that you have the next 30 minutes to just sit back and enjoy today's lesson and rejoice with all of us in the studio over what God has done to make our lives better. Thank you, studio audience, for being here today. Before we get into our lesson, I want to share some of the testimonies that we've received from people that are watching the broadcast, people that are watching on YouTube, people that uh, are watching our live streaming from our church, and uh, great things are happening all over the world. And of course, we love hearing from people. So let me share this one with you. This one really blessed me. This one is from uh, Roger, and he's from Grand Island, Nebraska. It says, I have some exciting news to share. I've been watching your program for several months. I always gain new insights that I can apply to my life. After a recent program, I got on my knees, confessed my sins, repented, and asked Jesus to be part of my life. Thanks to God, His grace and His mercy that you've shown me is now working in my life. I'm a new Christian because of your efforts. Isn't that great? Praise God. Someone watching the broadcast and got down on their knees and invited Jesus into their life. And Roger, if you're watching today, I pray that from this moment on, your life will never be the same. Praise God. And then here's one from uh, Callie from Illinois. It says, thanks so much to Jerry Savelle and everyone else involved in his ministry. I used to be a quitter, but the Lord led me to your broadcast a few years ago. My life has changed in so many ways because of the teaching that I've heard from you. And then here's one from Crystal from Oklahoma and said, uh, after being traumatized for years, I began listening to your tapes and reading your books and others like you, and I found a great Christian counselor, and I finally began to confess the Word of God constantly over my life, and I now have a new car, a new job, and a new home. Thank you for what you do. Praise God. Isn't that exciting? Here's uh, Deborah from uh, Wisconsin, and she just simply says, you saved my life. Watching you on YouTube teach on the glory of God has changed my life forever. Isn't that exciting? Praise God. Charlotte from Pennsylvania, and uh, she said she requested prayer from our ministry for her son-in-law who was having heart problems. She said everything has gone well. The results came back perfect. Praise God. He's in good shape. God is good, and thanks for your prayers. Hallelujah. Isn't that exciting? Amen. I have a lot more testimonies, but we'll be sharing them on some of the future broadcasts. But we want you to know we love hearing from you. So if this ministry is blessing you, please take a few moments and let us know about it. You know, your testimony has a way of energizing other people's faith, Char uh, charges them and uh, causes them to want to believe God and experience the same results. We're going to take a break right now. Our announcer has something very special to share with you. Then we'll be right back with today's lesson on living in the fullness of the blessing. Living in the fullness of the blessing is about living a life without limitations. The blessing of God is an empowerment that comes on your life when you get born again. But sadly, many Christians are not living in the fullness of the blessing that God intended. In this powerful book and three CD combo, Jerry Savelle reveals the truth about what it really means to be blessed, why the blessing is so important, if your actions are blocking the blessing, what you must do to walk in the blessing, how to drive out debt and lack, and much more. 
more. When the blessing of God is on your life, you are not limited to the natural anymore. You have something working for you that other people don't have. Don't wait. Request the Living in the Fullness of the Blessing book and three CD combo today. Call or visit www.jerrysavelle.org. God wants each and every one of His children to live in the fullness of the blessing that He has pronounced on their lives. It is up to you if you are going to live in the fullness of the blessing. Hey, welcome back, and once again, thank you for joining us today. A studio audience, it's always a joy to have you with us. We're going to be talking about living in the fullness of the blessing. If you have your Bibles with you, I'd like to invite you to open them to Romans chapter 15. Romans chapter 15, we're going to begin reading in verse 29. I encourage those of you at home that are watching today, uh, join with us as we read from the Scripture, if you have your Bible with you, and if possible, take notes and uh, I believe you're going to learn some exciting things about the blessing of God and how to walk in the fullness of it. Romans chapter 15, verse 29, the Apostle Paul says, And I am sure that when I come unto you, I shall come in the fullness of the blessing of the gospel of Christ. I love that phrase, the fullness of the blessing. I looked up the word fullness, and it literally means complete or having reached the greatest level or the highest degree. Can you imagine living in the blessing of God at the highest level? Just think about that. The blessing of the Lord. I've enjoyed living in the blessing of the Lord now for almost 46 years. And of course, it's a, it's a progressive thing. You know, you don't start out in the fullness day one, but you know, from the first time I began to learn about the blessing of God, and learn how to appropriate it in my life, I mean, God has been good to me. I have been extremely blessed over these last almost 46 years. But you know, he's talking about going to a level that perhaps few people have ever experienced. You know, maybe none of us have arrived at that level yet, but that doesn't mean it's not available. You know, I'm always, I'm always looking to go to the next level in everything I do. I'm that kind of person where uh, you know, once I achieve a certain level, then I'm always looking to go to the next level. Yes, and I'm even know there's always another level. Yes, you know, no matter how prosperous you are right now, there's always another level. No matter how, you know, good a health you might walk in right now, there's always another level. No matter how much of the favor of God you walk in right now, there's always another level. I remember years ago, and I've shared this on the broadcast before, Oh, this was way back in the early 70s. And uh, I was preaching out in Southern California, in Torrance, California, actually. And a man came up to me after the service one day, and he said, Brother Jerry, I'd like to take you and your family to lunch. He had his wife and his children there with him. He said, um, I'm a businessman here in Southern California, and if you uh, would agree to, we'd like to take you to lunch. I said, we'd be happy to. He said, well, we'll, we'll meet you at your hotel and uh, come pick you up and we'll all uh, go to lunch together. And so they told us what time to be ready. We were all standing out in front of the hotel. In a little while, this big, beautiful white Mercedes come driving up, you know, and it was kind of a circle drive in that hotel. So this big, beautiful white Mercedes come pulling up and I could tell that it was his wife driving it. And so she got out and greeted my wife and my daughters and her children were with her and they asked him to get in the car. And she said, Brother Jerry, my husband is going to pick you up in his car and he's uh, right behind me. He's just a short distance away. 
And so I'm standing there in a little while. Here comes a 1927 Silver Ghost Rolls Royce. <laughs> I mean, it was gorgeous. It was white. And, you know, I, I, I had seen them in pictures before in books, but I'd never been up next to one. Certainly never written in one. And at the time, now this is back in 1974, 75. At the time, this car was worth a quarter of a million dollars. And so he drove it around the circle there and pulled up behind his wife. He got out and said, uh, this is your ride today. And so we got in and we're driving down the freeway and he pointed over to the left and he said, I own that building. He pointed over to the right. I just bought all of this land. Now we're talking Southern California. We're talking going down the 405. And everywhere we went, he'd point out that I just sold this building, I just sold that property. I mean, this guy's a multi-multi-millionaire. Mm -hmm. Now, I'd never been around anybody like that before, you know. And so they took us out to Newport Beach and uh, at a restaurant out on the water. And uh, when we sat down, I mean, you know, I'd never been in a place like this in my life. I, I was born in a, on a farm in Mississippi. <laughs> I grew up in Louisiana. I'm a country boy. I, I, didn't, I couldn't even make out some of the names on the menu. I don't even know what this stuff is. Escargo. And then when they told me what it was, I'm not eating that. It smells. You know? But anyway, I mean, this, this is another level, obviously, from what I was accustomed to. And so, you know, they ordered our meal and it was wonderful, you know, and, and then they said, uh, we'd like to take you to our office. So they took us to their office complex, beautiful facility. We walked in the lobby and of course his secretary greeted him. He introduced us to his secretary. Then we went into his office, beautiful office. Everything had been imported from Spain and Italy and, you know, from all over the world. Now, you know, I'm doing my best to be just as dignified as I possibly can. But I felt the spirit of Gomer Powell coming on me. <laughs> you remember Gomer Powell, you know, back in television? And, uh, you know, uh, he was a country boy. He used to be on the Andy Griffin show, you know, and, and uh, I felt that spirit of Gomer Powell come on me as I'm looking at all this. I wanted to say, Shazam, you know. <laughs> Looky yonder, you know, and, uh, but I, I suppressed it as best I could. And then this man sat down behind his desk and he said, Jerry Savelle, you know something about God's laws of prosperity that I don't know. And I thought, you gotta be kidding. <laughs> I mean, I'm driving a 1973 Ford LTD station wagon and this guy picks me up in Rolls Royces and he's his wife drives this beautiful Mercedes and they have this office complex that is beyond description. And he says, you know something about God's laws of prosperity that I don't know and I want you to teach me. And so I was certainly taken back by that. And he later, you know, we became friends and he was a, a faithful partner to Brother Copeland's ministry, to Kenneth Hagin's ministry and many other ministries, you know. And I, I asked the Lord one day, I said, Lord, why did you bring that man across my path? He said, because I wanted to show you that no matter what level you reach, there's always another level. Yes, sir. There's always another level. Yeah. Amen? Come on. Amen. Now, the Bible says here from the writings of the Apostle Paul 
that he was sure that he would come to them in the fullness of the blessing. Once again, the word fullness means complete or having reached the greatest level or the highest degree. It also means the blessing without measure. Don't you love that? The blessing without measure. It means going beyond any previous limits, even though most of us have never experienced that. But once again, God is saying to us, it is available. Amen. Even if you don't know anybody that's walking in the fullness of the blessing, it's still available. Even if, you know, it's, there's nobody in your family that's even come close to it. You could break the mold. Amen. There's always the possibility that you could be the one that will break the mold in your family. I know I did that in my family. See, I had learned some things from the Word of God that took my life to another level. Now, I'm not saying to you today that, you know, I have arrived and there's not another level. No, I haven't arrived. I've come a long ways. Oh, I've come a long ways. If you'd have known me when I first began my study in the Word of God, looked at my life then, look at my life now, you'd say that boy has come a long ways. And I give all the glory to God. Amen. 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 Because the Bible says, remember this, it is God who giveth thee the power. Amen. Amen. So I attribute all of my success and, and all of the favor and the blessing that I walk in, certainly I attribute that all to God. But you could break the mold. Look at your neighbor and say, you could break the mold. I mean, you could walk in the blessing of God at a level that no one else in your family has ever experienced. Now, obviously, it's not automatic. You know, this didn't come on me just because Jerry and Jesus both start with a J. Uh, You know, it didn't come on me because both of us were born in December. You know, as tradition has it, he was born in December. Mine was 24th, his was 25th. You know, that's why I'm so blessed. No, it's, I don't have anything to do with it. It's because of what he did at Calvary. That's right. Amen. It's all because of what Jesus did at Calvary. Now, God fully intended for man to live blessed from the day he created man. In fact, go with me to Genesis chapter one, and let's look at this. Genesis chapter one, and you'll notice here that it says in verse 28, or verse, uh, let's, let's actually back up to verse 26. And God said, let us make man in our image. After our likeness, let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the fowl of the air, over the cattle, over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creepeth on the earth. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God created he him, male and female, created he them. And God blessed them. Look at that. The f- I mean, immediately after creating man, God pronounced his blessing upon them. Amen. So that tells us that God's intention from the very beginning was that man live blessed. Look at somebody and tell them, I was created to live blessed. Think about that. You were created to live blessed. That was God's intention. And God blessed them. And God told them to be fruitful or to be successful in every area of their lives. He told them to have dominion over the earth. And then he gave them seed. And he said, seed will be for meat or for provision. He taught them that I want you to learn to live by sowing seed. And by sowing seed, you will sustain your lives. 
And then the fact that you have the blessing upon you guarantees you total success in every area of your life. That's the way God wanted man to live. Now we know Adam and Eve blew it and you know, they committed high treason against God, but God's plan never changed. In fact, God started all over with Noah and his family. And in the first verse of Genesis chapter nine, God says, or God's word says, and God blessed Noah. Amen. Notice even though Adam blew it, God's plan for man didn't change. He wanted man to live a blessed life, an empowered life, empowered to prosper, empowered to succeed, empowered to excel. That's what blessed really means. It means empowered to succeed, to excel, and to rise above what attempts to keep you down. And so God blessed Noah. And then, of course, uh, later when he introduced himself to a man by the name of Abram in Genesis chapter 12, notice the first thing God says to Abram, and I will bless thee. That's right. I will That's bless right. thee. Amen. Notice all the way down, God's intention has been that man live Amen. under his blessing. In Deuteronomy chapter 28, he lists the blessings of Abraham. And in one verse, he even says, and I will command my blessing upon you. Think about that. And the Bible says in Galatians chapter three, that Christ hath redeemed us from the curse so that the blessing of Abraham might come upon us. So that same commanded blessing that was on Adam, that was on Noah, that was on Abraham, that was on Isaac, that was on Jacob, that was on David, that was on Joseph. I mean, all the way through that same blessing is on you and me now. Amen. I think you ought to give the Lord a shout over that. That same blessing is on us now. And Paul is saying it is possible that we could live in the fullness of it. Not just a, a dimension of it, but it's possible that we could live in the fullness of the blessing. In other words, without measure. No limitations. Now, when I first read that many years ago, I said that is my goal. Now, that was a lofty goal, you know, that one day I believe I will live in the fullness of the blessing. I'm not saying I've arrived yet, but I'm a whole lot closer than I was 46 years ago. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. And I certainly have evidence of it in my life. Amen. You know, God even said this about the blessing. In the book of Deuteronomy, he says, I set before you life and death, blessing and cursing. And then listen to this powerful statement, choose life. And of course, if you choose life, he's, he's also associating that with the blessing. In other words, it looks like to me that you and I have a choice, that we're responsible for this, that even though God wants us to live blessed, I have to make the choice to live blessed. I know a lot of Christians haven't made that choice. It's obvious by the way they live, by uh, the results you see in their life, that they haven't chosen to live blessed. You You have to stand up one day, so to speak, and say to the devil, in the name of Jesus, I don't have to live this way anymore. I don't have to live in lack. I don't have to live in poverty. I don't have to live in sickness and disease. I don't have to live limited. I don't have to live bound. I don't have to live restricted. God's word has a, reveals a different plan, a different way of life. Didn't Jesus say, I've come that you might have life and have it more abundantly. The message translation says life 
beyond anything you've ever dreamed. Hallelujah. Amen. And once you see that life from the Word, then you have to make a choice. That's what I did. 1969, when I surrendered my life to the Lord, all of my debt didn't go away when I made that choice. You know, uh, I wish it had. I mean, you know, I got born again. I wish my debts had gotten born again too, you know. Uh, I got born again, but my body didn't get born again. You know, all my circumstances didn't change. I mean, the day I said, Jesus, you're the Lord of my life. I still owed thousands of dollars right after I made that confession and received him into my, my life. My business was still in debt. I was in debt personally. None of that changed, but something changed on the inside. And then when I began to discover from the Word of God that I had a right to live blessed, my, my attitude began to change. My outlook began to change. And then over a period of time, circumstances began to change. And we started seeing the blessing of God and the favor of God work in our lives. Amen. Amen. Well, once it begins to work, you know, you can't get enough. Right. I mean, you think, well, praise God, this does work. In fact, one of the testimonies in here that I didn't get to that I read earlier this morning when I was preparing to come into the studio, uh, this man said, uh, you know, thank, thank you for teaching me the Word of God. And he said, I just want you to know the Word works and faith works. Like I didn't know that, you know, I mean, but it became a revelation to him. The word works and faith works. Hallelujah. I mean, have you found that to be true in your life? The word works and faith works. Hallelujah. Faith still overcomes the world. So once you discover that it was from the very beginning, God's intention that man live blessed and you accept that, that God intended for me to be blessed. In fact, I was created to be blessed. I like to say that. I was created to be blessed. Say that with me. I was created to be blessed. Let that sink in for a moment. Amen. You weren't created to fail. You have to be taught to fail. You weren't created to live in poverty and lack. You were created to be blessed. You were created to succeed. Not only that, you were created to be a blessing. God wants you so blessed that you're able to share it with somebody else. Amen. That's what you were created to do. And so when you discover that and you make the choice, that's the way I'm going to live. Now, I'm not saying that everything will change and the devil will roll over and play dead because you got a revelation. No. <laughs> the moment you find out that God created you to be blessed, and you make the choice to live that way, brace thyself because the fight is on. Amen. Jesus said in the fourth chapter of Mark that once the word is sown in a person's heart, Satan comes immediately to steal it. I like to say, if not sooner, he will come immediately to try to steal that word. He'll try to convince you through circumstances, through situations, uh, through adversity, and even through other people, bless their hearts. Other people, you know, will come and say, well, you know, we tried that and it didn't work. You have to learn to turn a deaf ear yes, to what other people say about it yes, and let God's word be final authority. But Satan will try his best to convince you this will not work for you. Who do you think you are? Look where you came from. Look at your background. Nobody in your family's ever lived that way. Would you stand up and tell him, well, devil, look at the first. Hallelujah. I'm the first in my family that's going to live that way. 
and then tell him. And if you think this is something, you just wait until I enter into the fullness of it. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. That's God's plan that we live in the fullness of the blessing. That includes all of you that are watching this broadcast today. That's God's plan for you. So choose the blessed life. Choose life abundantly. Hallelujah. That's what Jesus came and paid for through His shed blood. So why don't you make a decision? That's the way you're going to live. I'll be back in just a few moments. Living in the fullness of the blessing is about living a life without limitations. The blessing of God is an empowerment that comes on your life when you get born again. But sadly, many Christians are not living in the fullness of the blessing that God intended. In this powerful book and three CD combo, Jerry Savelle reveals the truth about what it really means to be blessed, why the blessing is so important, if your actions are blocking the blessing, what you must do to walk in the blessing, how to drive out debt and lack, and much more. When the blessing of God is on your life, you are not limited to the natural anymore. You have something working for you that other people don't have. Don't wait. Request the Living in the Fullness of the Blessing book and three CD combo today. Call or visit www.jerrysavelle.org. God wants each and every one of His children to live in the fullness of the blessing that He has pronounced on their lives. It is up to you if you are going to live in the fullness of the blessing. Listen, you need to get these materials in your home. Get them in there as quickly as you possibly can. My book on living in the fullness of the blessing and then three compact discs that go right along with it. Same title, living in the fullness of the blessing. On the back of the book, I put this. Here's what you're going to learn from these lessons. What it really means to be blessed, why the blessing is so important, uh, how that your actions or your lifestyle can block the blessings from manifesting in your life what you must do to walk in the blessing, and how God intends to drive debt and lack out of your life through the blessing of God. These are powerful lessons, and I know that they will be a tremendous blessing to you. So why don't you make your plans to get them right now? All the ordering information is on your screen. You can either write or call or, or go on the website and order this material, and we'll send it to you just as, pos as soon as we possibly can. I want to encourage you to join with me next week as we continue this study. And before we leave today, I want to pray over those of you that are experiencing some issues where your finances are concerned. I'm telling you, God's blessing is the answer to all the chaos that's going on in our world today. It's the answer to financial crisis. So I want to pray for you right now. If you need a financial breakthrough why don't you just stretch your hand out toward the television set? All of you in the audience, won't you just lift your hand and let's believe God for some financial breakthroughs for all of our viewing audience. Father, in the name of Jesus, your word declares, if any two of us shall agree as touching anything we ask, it shall be done for us. And Father, I know that you want your people blessed. You want them to prosper. So we pray over them in the name of Jesus and we're asking you for financial miracles, financial breakthroughs. I'm asking you to give them God ideas, give them uh, the wisdom of God and what to do to position themselves for a financial breakthrough in Jesus' name, and I thank you for it. If you receive that, why don't you just shout amen, hallelujah. Amen. Praise God. Once again, we're going to continue this study on living in the fullness of blessing next week 
So make your plans to join with me. Until then, don't ever forget, your faith will overcome the world.